Cue the clown music. My name is Alex, and you're listening to the Plain Sight Podcast. I'm here with my good old buddies, my good old pals, Cam Jordan. Cam, what up? Alex, you say cue the clown music, but you do realize our intro music is your song, right? <laughs> clown music indeed, correct. <laughs> it's Zachary Kuya. Zach, what it is? Can you smell the popcorn, Alex? Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to restart this again because I said a naughty word. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, guys, what are we talking about today? We're talking about it. It, it. it what? Can you be more specific? No, I Bad cannot. Bad joke. Bad oh. joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was hoping one of you would do it. <laughs> yeah. Tough joke. Tough joke. Um, If you could be a clown, do you think you would do it? Like, if you could make good money being a clown full time, do you think you would do it? you think you would take that job? I know people that make good money being a clown. And because I know what they make being a clown, yes, I would have a hard time turning <laughs> it down. <laughs> That's fascinating. Uh, round where is the figure? This Listen, this is what happens when you're an actor who's friends with actors. Like, you find out what all the side gigs pay. Um, it Listen, you, you could do okay being a clown. If you're a good clown, you could do a pretty good job. <laughs> How do you be a good clown? What are the health Juggle benefits? and do magic and stuff. <laughs> like, what's what's the health care plan like for a clown? Like, yeah, that, depends if you, that depends if you finish clown college or not. It, what kind of <laughs> clown degree you've got. <laughs> are they unionized? It does come... It, there is a clown union, and it does come with a clown company car. So, <laughs> cool, that's pretty cool. cool. But just one collective clown company uh, car. Yeah, they can there, all is, there is it. a clown company car yeah, that yeah, all yeah, the yeah, clowns yeah. go into. Yeah. <laughs> You get to use the clown company car. <laughs> Do the color that of the noses beautiful. work like karate right. belts? Where like the <laughs> higher you go in clown college, like you finally work up to like the Ooh. red nose. Oh, I think we're on to something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's how it works. Absolutely it is. <laughs> you know, my oh, brother man. always wanted to be a clown, right? I'm so glad he was, he was um, able to achieve his dreams. His best friend growing up was um, a clown named Scooter. Scooter. And Tyler always wanted to be his evil twin, Skeeter, who would just come up on stage and mess with all of like his magic tricks. And then Scooter would just make him disappear. I would do anything to see the Scooter Skeeter routine in real life. <laughs> Is it Scooter Skeeter or Skeeter Scooter? Scooter's the Scooter's top. Scooter's villain. the protagonist here. Yeah, <laughs> Scooter's the protagonist <laughs> of this magic act. <laughs> okay, okay. So here, here's here's all I have to say. One second. Had a chip in my mouth. Podcasting failure. Forgot. Sometimes we you gotta chomp. You know, you just you did just put the loudest food known to man into your mouth right I don't in the know middle why. of the podcast. I thought, I was like, oh, we're doing a podcast. Maybe I should eat a chip Smooth real quick. Move. Sometimes like I drink water, and I think that's gonna be again. too loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so i'm ready i have three very specific words okay okay and it's... when i say these words <laughs> something magical always happens okay ready set zach <laughs> <laughs> it took me entirely too long to figure out what you were doing with that uh so the it is technically a book by uh stephen king um and then after that, it was a miniseries. Uh, and then after that, again, they made two movies out of it recently. Um, the 2017 
It is the one that we're specifically talking about, but we'll probably talk about It Chapter 2 a little bit from 2019. Basically, uh, it follows a group of youngins in uh, a town called Derry, um, starting when Bill's younger brother, Georgie, uh, disappears. And by that, I mean he gets eaten by a sewer clown, um, which is not the best way to go. Um, is it the uh, worst, though? Like, if we're talking Misery Index, where does oh, it no, 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 no. Give it's me a percentage. Worst. It's for sure not the worst, because he goes quick. Like You said percentage. Where does it rank? Wait. Yeah, you, you did say percentage. Well, where does it rank? <laughs> no, there's like there's the misery index. Like, how miserable of an experience is it banked based on, like, zero to 100? So it would be, like, 86% miserable. No, it's it's not that bad. I think it's better than that. My guess would be somewhere between... 64 and 74. I was going to say 62. So that's pretty good. <laughs> but uh, uh, so after the uh, disappearance of Georgie, Bill, and eventually a group of friends uh, come face to face with Pennywise, the dancing clown who manifests himself as all of their worst fears um, and eventually uh, chase him down to his home in the sewers under this old abandoned gross house. Um, and they uh, beat him with a baseball bat until he dies for a while. And then eventually he comes back. And then you get a sequel. And that's the end of the book and also the end of me explaining what happened in the movie. <laughs> Hate and love the way that you finish those because I'm never prepared. <laughs> I like to keep you on your toes. Boink. I do wish on this one boink. you would have just said, that's it, folks. Because <laughs> that is but it. But you didn't. Folks, that is yeah. it. I'm sorry. Bugs Bunny. Um, so guys, we talked a little bit before. And I have nothing to add, so I'm gonna throw to YouTube. <laughs> Zach, would you like to go first or would you like me to? I would love for you to go first, because I just did the the recap um and once again forgot that I was supposed to prep that. So <laughs> Yeah, I'll just <laughs> I'll, I'll just close this out in prayer if Cam would like to go first. Um, so I I love this this movie, um, and I, I think actually if we're looking at like horror movies, I think there's more to take from this one than like either we've talked about so far. I mean, there is there is oh, a lot here. Absolutely. Um, the the thing I noticed, and maybe this is just the headspace I've I've been in lately, um, but. I was I was doing a reading like for a class about relational power dynamics and and I thought it connected pretty well to to this movie. Um basically there was a, a journal put out in the 50s um that said that there are three primary faces of power. Um and and we don't need to like dive into all three but just to like summarize the first one says that um a has power over B if they can make them do something they would not normally do, right? That's like a pretty simple definition. Um, the second face is A has power if they get to control what information is shared or not shared. Um, and then the final face, the one that I think really pertains to this movie, um, says that A has power over B if they control the environment in which they find themselves in. Um, and, and the way they described it was that... Um, if you're ever in a situation where like the environment is deemed like natural or unchangeable um, or like there's no alternative. And I, I think this power dynamic is what exists for these kids 
because I think, you know, they find out that, you know, Pennywise the Clown has been around for over 100 years. Um, there's this sense of, like, helplessness. Like, this is an unchangeable circumstance. Um, Pennywise has this power over them. And even more specifically, Pennywise has the power to become their biggest fears, which has even more power over them. Uh, it would be so easy for Bev to, to view her relationship with her father as unchangeable. Um, and it's this sense of, like, helplessness. Um, but the, the main criticism of this journal from the 50s actually came back to say that um, he refused to see that B always has the ability to resist. Um, and I think if we're looking at this from like a Christian perspective, um, it's this idea of what power does your sin have over you and how are you able to resist it? Um, we all have like different sins that like have control and power over us. We all have different struggles. Um, I might struggle with things that Alex and Zach, y'all, y'all don't and, and vice versa. Um, probably most things. Probably most things. Um, I don't work at a church. I'm not as good as... No. Um, <laughs> correct. That is actually correct. Jesus loves people who work at churches the most. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Genesis 4.32. Uh, but it's this... <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> it's this idea that uh, you know, we all have like different things that have power over us. Um, but we have to remember that like the Bible does give us the, the ability to, to resist those things. Uh, the Bible specifically says, uh, you know, cast these thoughts out because they're because they're not yours, um, mm. and and I think there's this ability for us to to work together to combat these things, um, and and so it, it was just interesting looking at like power dynamics in in different relationships and how you know Pennywise did have control over these kids, but it was when they decided to like attempt to resist that they then like took over the power and realized that this circumstance that they originally deemed like unchangeable actually can change quite a bit um they just had to work together on it and i I think we can view our relationship with sin that might have us in bondage and and be be keeping us from accomplishing what we need to um we have a very similar relationship to it as these kids did with with pennywise well i think that's actually for me, it was very obvious. I think for anybody that watches this, it's very obvious what the movie's about, you know, of what the big theme is. Um, if you're trying to grab some kind of theme here, um, and it's about what controls you um, and how your past experiences or your struggles or your sin um, are what causes you the most pain or what tends to grip you. Um, and so a lot of times... Um, Zach, I know you have something great here, so I don't want to steal it. But you did give me the traditional Alex say something head nod um, <laughs> right before. Uh, but I think a lot of times this movie says a lot about how our greatest fears are the things that we have to beat with a baseball bat to get rid of. Mm. You know, um, And our greatest sins are the things that we have to fight the hardest against. Um. But also, this is going to get really cheesy, uh, but the greatest stories in our lives come from when we beat them. Yeah. From when we beat the ugly clown in the sewer. This movie uh, would suck nobody, if they died. Like, it would really <laughs> suck. This would be a bad movie if they died at the end. Honestly, this movie would suck if it was just about, like, if his whatever manifested, like, he manifested as just a barely little fear in them. Like, mm-hmm. oh, no, I have to do taxes. 
This movie would also be bad if it was just like about their parents who weren't scared of stuff. Like exactly. <laughs> that's not a good movie. <laughs> so like, there's something powerful, um, and I feel like we all overcome things every day, even if we don't realize it. We overcome setbacks or sins or opposition in our lives every day, even the small things. Um, but it's just something powerful about the big things. Sometimes you have to fight the big things to win the big battles. Um, and so that's the powerful thing in this movie and the thing that is so easy to talk about when it relates to our faith. Zachary Kuyat. Yeah. You, uh, you talk about fighting the big things. Um, I think something that we can all kind of relate to is the idea of, of temptation in our lives. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but I know in my life I've struggled with feeling guilty about being tempted in the first place. Yep. Like a guilt that comes from, well, I shouldn't be having to deal with this. I've, I've gone to church my whole life. I know Jesus. I shouldn't be having this problem. And yet Why do here I want to throw again. this hamster? Why do I want to throw this hamster? Exactly. I have a story about that. I'll share it in the silly zone. Don't let me forget. I cannot believe there's a there's a segue for that. Wait, I I no, promise. We, no, we can't. Go to stop silly the zone podcast. right now. <laughs> no, no, because I have something I want to talk about. Okay, okay, okay. okay. I only do it every once in a while. I want to do it this week. Okay, Just don't let me forget down. the silly zone. Just go oh, no. ahead. We'll come back to it. Uh, but but the uh, this idea that we should beat ourselves up over being tempted by something is it, it's such an unfortunate habit that I think we've kind of developed in the church and as Christians, because it stops us from overcoming those things so often, you know, this movie is, is kind of a, an interesting way to look at it. Pennywise, like we talked about manifests himself as their greatest fear, but those fears aren't unfounded. When, when Pennywise attacks Beverly, he's attacking her based on her abusive relationship with her father. When Pennywise attacks Stanley, he's attacking him based on his feelings that he's not good enough in preparation for his bar mitzvah, and he's been stuck in his dad's office with that painting that he hates. When he attacks Bill, he's attacking him with memories of Georgie, who he feels responsible for losing. And you can see it over and over. When, when he attacks uh, Richie, it's about or Eddie, it's about how his mom is a hypochondriac and he gets attacked with a, a leper in the street. It's, it's all of these things that are outside of what they've controlled on their own and exist because of their circumstances, their surroundings, and just sometimes things that are just inherent to who they are. And in the same way, we're going to be tempted with the things that strike at who we are, that come for something that is in our circumstances, something that is in our past, something that is just inherently a part of who we are, but it's not the being tempted that is sinful. It's not the being tempted that is the problem. We're all going to be tempted. Jesus was tempted in the desert. That's not inherently a problem. It's what we do when we are tempted that yep. becomes a problem. When the kids in the movie Ooh. chose to run in fear from Pennywise he says it in the in the middle of the movie he feeds on their fear so when they try to escape him during the movie that's what he's asking for he's asking for them to be afraid of him because that's how he survives you know in the same way when we are tempted and we either give into it or try to run from it that's how those temptations grow if we're not willing to accept and you know ask somebody to hold us accountable or hold ourselves accountable or when we give into it and continue that behavior, 
that's when our temptations grow worse and worse. But it's in facing it, owning the fact that we are afraid of it or we are tempted by it, and being able to say, I still have more power than that because either I'm a kid who's not afraid of a sewer clown anymore or because I am blessed with God's Holy Spirit and I don't have to give in to that temptation anymore. That is how we overcome in the movie the fear and our realize the temptation and, you know, the fears and the insecurities and the stuff that we're dealing with every day. Yeah, so, like, that's exactly what I was going to say. So push it past temptation, mm-hmm. right? Um, even different than that, like, I was talking uh, with a leader in my life uh, a couple weeks ago uh, just about some of my, my habits to be really hard on myself to not have the highest self-image um, as a leader. Um, and we were talking about once we're able to recognize those thoughts um, and that those thoughts are not true, then we have power over them, and the power structure changes. Um, they no longer have power over us, but we have power over those thoughts because we know they are incorrect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And once I can address that, then I can fight it. So in the same way we talk about temptation and sin, um, in a lot of ways the things, the big, ugly clown thingies in our life um, can just be the lies we tell ourselves. Um, and the second that we no longer give those power um, is the second that we beat them with a baseball bat. <laughs> well, and I, I think kind of an added layer of that is the scene where they're down like in the sewer, kind of in in the well with Pennywise, where... Um, yeah. She mm, she the takes well, that's biblical. Sure, um, <laughs> nailed it, Alex. And, <laughs> stuff happened in the Bible at a well. Uh, um, there was a woman. <laughs> they uh, Pennywise takes the face of Bev's yeah. dad and starts going after her. And it was the rest of them that ended up like doing the damage at that mm. moment because they were the ones who had power over that. He didn't scare them in that moment. And so I think it's even okay for you to be sometimes like inhabited by temptation. Like we're going to mess up, um, but it's, do you have a team around you that's willing to help you fight the things facing you as well? Um, I think when we're looking at like, you know, even tonight when we were looking at like power dynamics in class, we were talking about it on like an organizational or like institutional level and like historic moments when groups have had to fight against like oppression or like, um, these negative power dynamics and like the, the biggest example is, is slavery. Right. And it's this idea of like, it wasn't like a one V one battle. It was like a group of people who collectively came together to like change something that was wrong. And so it's like, who are you going to surround yourself with that are going to help you fight these, these battles. And so like, when, um, you know, I'm struggling with something. I mean, how many times have we come to each other and been like, Hey, like I'm, I'm struggling with this. Um, even if it's not temptation, even if it's just like, Hey, this is happening in life and it's really kind of kicking the crap out of me. Like we are that support for each other because like, we're not necessarily inhibited by the same things. And so the ability to, to step in and, and help fight that battle for each other is, is what ended up saving them in this movie. And it's, I think, the same thing that saves us in real life. Well, because sometimes you can't see that a certain something is holding power over you or has a grip on you, but yep. I can. Yeah. Exactly. You know, um, you may not be able to see it, but Zach can. And, and once Zach can address that um, and help you fight through it, sometimes it's going to take him telling you that it's 
um, that it's not real, um, whatever you're feeling, or that it's not worth it, whatever is tempting you, or that uh, maybe we should work on this um, because we can't do it by ourselves. Right. Uh, which is the importance of the church in uh, a local church context, but also just the idea of community as believers, you know, uh, because we do have discernment in the Holy Spirit, um, and that's part of the community we hold inside ourselves now as Christ followers, but also it's very clear and biblical um, that we are to call on each other, be there for each other, um, and that I would be doing Zach a disservice if I saw something in his life that was beating him, um, even if he was blind to it and I didn't tell him, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so that's sort of just me saying what you just said, but me feeling like I said something else, I guess. <laughs> um, you got to get but, you a loser's club, man. Yeah. You know, hey, that's what I'm here for. Um, <laughs> but Zach, I, I don't know really, if he got that reference. I'm going to be really honest with you. Uh, no, I didn't. That's What's why great I is that I said it knowing that it would reveal whether or not Alex had watched the movie. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, the I loser's understand club they is the name the of their The group. kids are the loser's club. I get that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look, I didn't watch the movie, but I read a synopsis. <laughs> I think it'd be really funny. Because honestly, at this point, if, if my content from not watching this movie all the way through um, is bad enough, somebody would have left. So at this point, you've, you've entrusted me to at least have done enough research. And here's what I want to tell you guys. One of these days, I hope that Zach and Cam know that I didn't actually watch a movie. <laughs> And say something so absurd about the movie and hope I just run with it. Uh, that it becomes this really, really funny inside joke. Uh, what I can't but, wait for is the day that we inevitably all three don't watch the movie, but none of us <laughs> want to admit it to each other. So we just try to do a podcast that none of us have watched a movie for. <laughs> well, you know, most of these movies, I'm really... It's one of those things where... Uh, I'll take my day off and watch it, but I didn't have that this week due to my uh, schedule. And Or I'll be like, oh, I'm going to get home, knock out this. It'll be like an hour and a half, two hours. Then I get there, I was like, oh, we're supposed to record an hour and a half, and this is a three-hour long movie. <laughs> yeah, that's um, a real long movie. <laughs> Melody and I decided we had to finish The Haunting of Bly Manor because it was amazing, fantastic. Also, um, 10 hours worth of stuff, ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I will say, until this exact moment, I thought people were just typing The Haunting of Billy Manor wrong, and I'm just now learning that that is actually not the name of that show. <laughs> is Honestly, Billy Manor tried, a thing? you could pronounce B-L-Y Billy. Billy. You could yeah, do it. You could. You could pronounce a lot of things a lot of ways. That doesn't necessarily <laughs> yeah. mean anything. It was like, it's like Bologna, you know? Or Colonel. <laughs> Colonel. Okay, I think it's time. Yeah, I think we're, we're seeping into it. <laughs> we're, we're getting there. Okay, now it's time for our favorite segment inside a segment. Well, not our favorite, but one of them. This is Hamster Talk with Cam Jordan in Come the Silly on, Zone. Hamster Talk. What's the okay. deal with throwing a hamster story? So I had, and if she's listening to this podcast, I'm sorry, but a, a the hamster? crazy seventh grade Spanish teacher. Um, I bet who, she's, she's not listening to the podcast. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know that. She's I don't Puerto know that she's not. And we do have listeners in Puerto Rico. So I'm yet to confirm that she is not listening. 
Correct. Um, <laughs> her name was Mrs. Pablo. Um, what Pablo? And um, she uh, she once told us a story that she had, uh, a, well, her son had a pet hamster, and she said it was possessed by the devil, um, oh, and it oh, once Pablo. got out of its cage and um, ate all of her, well, like, ate through, like, all of her good linens when they found it. That's not great. Um, and she was really mad, and so she tied it up in, like, a little Don't plastic sack and linens. threw it in the ocean because she lived oh in Puerto gosh. Rico. <laughs> and... Um, she lived on the ocean. Oh no! There's yeah. I, wow, I could never have guessed Whoa, before that not. story started that she was gonna launch a rodent into the ocean. Just and you know, into the ocean. I have another story that might be even crazier from that same lady. Keep oh, it I going. thought it was gonna be also a hamster throwing story, but this is great. Let's learn no, more. No, but I uh, no. Um, although I had a hamster eat another one of my hamsters, but that's a different thing. Perfect. Um, hamsters are crazy. Hamsters are wild. No, so I don't know if this was crazier, but she once said that, so like, I guess in Puerto Rico, it's customary to like do funerals like in the home. Like that's like a, a fairly mm-hmm. normal thing. And so there was like a funeral and they were carrying like the the casket outside, like to load it up. And, um, and they chucked it into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> the bottom of the casket fell out. Oh, and the no. body just like rolled down the hill into the ocean. <laughs> no. And she was eight months pregnant, watching from her balcony, just cracking up. Treat this as my living will. I want you to orchestrate it so that <laughs> happens to me when I die. <laughs> <laughs> will you do for Longview Lake? <laughs> that yes, as long as there are people that are unexpected spectators watching. I can easily make it happen at Tepawingo. Perfect. <laughs> you can scare some old Correct. people with that. Actually, we could probably... Yeah, I like that a lot. Can okay. you accidentally drop me off the dock, Cam? That's all I want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's easy. I'll tie you up Dude. in a plastic sack. Beautiful. That's all a I plastic sack. Ooh. Well, <laughs> no, hold up. That's a much get weirder a, statement that you just Get made. another me <laughs> and put me inside of it. Get a rubber suit that is approximately 1.1 times my size and stick me into it. <laughs> What if I wonder if there's a company that would make a rubber suit of me? I'm sure that there is, and I think and we can get rubber suits of each other and we, be each other. <laughs> Which leads me to my next thing. I want to talk just for a second if we have any more Halloween costume ideas. <laughs> that led you to a next thing. Yeah. Because yeah. I want to talk Halloween costume ideas if we have any more funny ones. And I got one that I think is probably gonna be all over the place. Uh, but I would find it kind of, and I want to ask you guys how we would make it okay. because I don't know how to make it. How would I be a mask for Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> you could be the mask from like the Jim movie, Carrey, like the Jim mask. Carrey. You, you could get two. Okay, I'm trying to workshop this. You get two white pool noodles. That you okay. you attach from your hands to your feet, so those are like the straps okay. on the mask. Yeah, so that's so. Am I going vertical? I think vertical is the best way. Like I have a lot of horizontal in me, but I think vertical is still probably the best way <laughs> well, to go. Well, I was going to make you horizontal. I think so. You attach like, oh! your right hand to your right foot and your left hand to your left foot. Now it does mean you have to like waddle walk everywhere you that's go. That's okay. So you basically, do that. anyways. You don't Once get to again, swing horizontal. your arms, <laughs> and then you just like. You get a shirt, a blue shirt with white sleeves. 
and just wear like black pants and you've kind of done it or wear or just wear blue jeans blue jeans blue shirt white sleeves white shoes and then two big pool noodles and you've you're a mask that's kind of good uh, right that's good I, see because i was i was trying to figure out if i was a mask would i be horizontal or vertical you know, um, and vertical would probably cause me like if I could wear a dress and True. then do like a pool noodle from the end of my dress down and then stick a pool pool noodle up. It would have to be like a strapless dress if I wore a strapless dress. Right. <laughs> OK. Just a straight cloth. Pool noodle at the bottom going down as one pool noodle at the top going over my head to make the other one. I could be a mask. We're going to have to start a podcast fund to get Alex a strapless maxi dress for, for Halloween so he could be a mask. That would be so Actually, funny. I think I, I was, I had no idea how I was going to think this up. That's why I needed your help. I think we've arrived at two very good masks. We got multiple mask options that I like. And one of them involves me wearing a strapless dress. <laughs> and I like that one the most. <laughs> um, of course we do. At a uh, Halloween party this last weekend, uh, I walked in and somebody did the horrible thing where they said, what am I? And what they were was objectively, like, unbelievably difficult to find out. Um, oh, I hate that. They just wore, like, a French, like, hat and then had like a, a piece of cardboard hanging around them with like the edges kind of colored in. They were French toast. Um, and I, Oh no, I did. I did respond to my first thing was I said, uh, a French poet. I, I just didn't know, but like, it just felt right. <laughs> and then, French. And I wouldn't, and then, have, I wouldn't even gotten that. She, she showed me the, the toast. And I, my first thought was French baguette. Um, which then I was made fun of for saying all night, but uh, I still think. Why would you be made fun of for French baguette? I, I okay. Know. Here's the thing: if That's you're like a clearly French thing, isn't it? Yes, yes. it is. And toast is objectively costume, not French. No, I mean French toast and is a thing. Baguette, but you could toast it and make it French toast. Isn't a baguette basically French toast? Baguette is just bread. That's all. Yeah, it is. it's bread, but French, which is why I say yeah, so baguette. If you put it in the oven, it becomes French toast. <laughs> If your Halloween costume is a pun, you should not be allowed to ask people to guess what you are. Because like you're when I was upside down? <laughs> okay, upside down was funny, though, <laughs> and I'll give you that. But there's a good chance that unless you're, like, a costumes person outside of Halloween, you probably didn't do a good enough job that people will be able to go, like, oh, you're French toast. Because... Everyone else is not thinking the same way that you're thinking. You're, and you're probably not as clever as you think you are. Like, just let people ask you. And you can go, oh, I'm French toast. And then you can have a laugh about it instead of assaulting somebody and going, look at my beret. Look at this cardboard. What am I? <laughs> <laughs> and once I knew, it was really fun to watch other people not know. Because <laughs> everybody who walked in got the same question. And they were like, uh... French bread? <laughs> I at least said a French form of bread. Yeah, you got even more so, specific. Okay, and so before we get into Laffrey with Zachary, the greatest game show name in the history of ga podcast game show names, the podcast game show. Can podcast, you dress up show. as Laffrey with Zachary for Halloween? Who, how yes, we would have to follow that? him around and just laugh the entire time. <laughs> it's a we are costume. his costume. <laughs> yeah, we would be the costume. So... Uh, uh, the great Jordan Duckworth of Church of the Four Corners has a couple nicknames for me, and they would both be fantastic 
uh, costume ideas, it'd be a little hard to be obvious because in the same way, um, it's kind of a lookalike thing for me, and I would just have to dress the way I do sometimes, uh, and I could be him. But sure. as uh, a worship guy, he said that my new name should be Christian Stapleton. Mm. <laughs> Christian Stapleton is really good. <laughs> Which That's I good. think is the best one. The other one is, uh, as my last name is Sons, to be called Chris Staplesons. <laughs> I think Christian Stapleton is super funny. I think Christian How Stapleton that, is better. Would I just w- dress kind of like Chris Stapleton, but put like a witness wear, like base your life on Christ with a with a <laughs> with a bass guitar on it, yeah. t-shirt? Or how would I do that? Yeah, it's just like denim jacket, cowboy hat, and then underneath it's like the pick <clears throat> Jesus t-shirt, but it's like a oh, guitar pick. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now I do have an idea for Chris Staplesons. I I, I do okay. like this, but you do. Have to have a child in order As for you say, you're going to need to bring a kid with you, yeah. And a I can find a t- I can find and one. And you're going to just walk around with an empty, and clarify, empty stapler just on his head. And you <laughs> would have to dress up as someone being Chris Staples' sons. Yeah, you just dress up as a different Chris and you staple your son. Yeah. Um, what There's, would or, I be? Or I guess technically to be you could have like... A son, like a cutout of like the the gaseous star, like a son. And oh, a like, son! There you go. Yeah, staple son, son. You know. Would I be Chris Evans? Well, that's. There are some things there you are a would lot have of good to do to Chris be Chris options. Evans. So if I you dress as Chris Hemsworth, if you dress as like Thor. Because you got the hair yeah. for it. You dress as Thor, and then you fat, have a paper mache son that you keep stapling. <laughs> that makes you Chris Staplesons. <laughs> hey, guys, how's it going? Bap! <laughs> Every <laughs> time you see a person. Instead of asking people what you are, you just walk up and you staple the sun, and then you keep walking. <laughs> Again, I want to make sure you know that the stapler does need to be empty for this yeah. bit. Yeah, if, oh, it's, if it's not a child, it should be very not empty. Yeah. That way I can actually staple the paper machete. That way people machete, get it. But I wanted to say machete. Um, <laughs> okay, I think before I get on too much of a tangent, it's time for uh, the greatest podcast game show name in the history of podcast game show names on the greatest podcast game show in the history of podcast game shows with your host, Zachary Kuyan. This is Laffery with Zachary. Take it away. All right. Uh, before we get started, um, guys, I got to be honest. Uh, things have been... Uh, rough at my house since this morning because spooky because pennywise did show up at my house this morning um but i told him like i needed him to hang out usually people don't like ask pennywise to hang out with them so i think it's not been scary i just he's getting a little too comfortable so we, we gotta like get this part going so that i can like act scared and then maybe he'll leave me alone uh so hey hey pennywise can you just get up off the yeah i know you're doing you're playing Fall Guy's real good. You're going to get a crown in just a second. I know. But come here. I need you to do a thing. What's up, Playside Podcast guys? How's it going? <laughs> yeah, better Penny- than Kawhi and Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Pennywise, you're being really friendly. You're supposed to- I thought you were going to be, like, scary. I thought scary was your thing. Well, I was going to be scary this morning, but you were actually kind of nice to me. So now I think I'm not going to be scary no more. Okay. So if you're not going to, like, turn into my greatest fear and try to freak me out, like... What's what's the deal? Well, maybe I'll turn into who should go first in the game this week. 
Uh, Pennywise, that's not as like clever as I usually come up with, but sure, yeah, I guess you could do that. Okay, go, yeah, go crazy. Okay, here I go. Oh, he's doing that head shaky thing where his head Definitely looks me. like it's weird. And, and and oh, you know that eye thing he does that's terrible? Yeah, he's doing that too. Is oh, he twitching? Because that means it's me. He's twitching a lot. Now it's a lot of balloons. and uh, uh, Well, he's just kind of like a blur. Uh, he's cycling through all the stuff he did in the movie because I think he's going to turn into our biggest like. fear. Because if he's a peacock. We know He's a peacock. Means. There yes! he is. <laughs> I guess that means Cam's going first. <laughs> okay, Pennywise, you you don't have to be a peacock anymore. We get it. We get that. <laughs> okay, there's is he a, a pretty peacock? He's actually gorgeous. no. None of yes, them are. I bet he is. Uh, but I guess I'm gonna. Cam, have to you get know, I too have been chased by a peacock in a very awful turn of events. This is wild. Have we, we had this conversation? Many- shockingly related animal stories. I'm going to try to get this bird out of my room at some point. Okay, but for now, yeah, do the game. We'll talk about that later. For now, we're going to play what I call Unscary Pennywise. The name of this game, <laughs> you, we, as we've established, Pennywise turns into your greatest fear. But what if your greatest fear was kind of unscary? I'm going to give you the official name of some a little bit odd phobias. Your job is to try to determine what that is a fear of. As per usual, whoever's closest, I will give a point to. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, so we both answer each one? Yes, you're both going to answer each question. Cool, cool. So we're going to start with round one. Cam, you can either go first or you can defer to Alex on the first question. I'll go first. Beautiful. Alex is preoccupied with a knife, so... He's playing with a knife and a cup. (laughs) I am most episodes. That's very true. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is probably good, because that way Cam will get to guess first, and we'll see what Alex comes up with if he's paying any attention at all. So, Cam, what would Pennywise turn into if I suffered from a blutophobia? A blutophobia. Um... Man, the first thing I thought of was balloons, so I guess I'm just going to stick with that. <laughs> balloons? Okay, Alex, a blutophobia. How would Pennywise show up to me if I had a blutophobia? He would be. <sighs> Blue's Clues. Blue's Clues. Do you... Alex, let me ask you, do you think there is an official term for being afraid of Blue's Clues? <clears throat> yes, and I think it is a blutophobia. Um, I will say I'm scared of where Blue's Clues is going because Steve no longer receives active letters. He receives emails, and that terrifies me. Listen, kids don't get letters anymore. They wouldn't understand. It's Wait, got a, they he's don't make be Blue's Clues? Snapchat soon, okay? And I'm not They don't make Blue's Clues anymore. Yeah, yes, they do. Kennedy was watching it the other day. Yep, there's a new guy on it. Um, anyway, uh, ablutophobia is both not the fear of balloons or the fear of Blue's Clues. It's, in fact, the fear of bathing. I imagine Pennywise shows up like Daniel LaRusso in the Halloween party scene of Karate Kid. Dogs take baths. is a shower. Dogs do hate baths, um, historically speaking. So for that, I'm going to give the point to Cam. Yeah. Because no! dogs are not big on <laughs> Alex, you're going to need to redeem yourself because you did talk yourself out of that point a little bit. Alex. How? How would Pennywise show up to me if I suffered from turophobia? Turophobia. He would show up to you as a new place you've never been before. Interesting. Turophobia, a new place I've never been before. Cam, 
How would Pennywise show up if I had tourophobia? Okay, I... Oh, tour. I see where you got that. I, I well, have... Definitely didn't I, get one, right? I have a theory. <laughs> I think it's going to be rapid movement. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I have to decide whether a place you've never been before or rapid movement is closer to the fear of cheese. Tourophobia, the fear <laughs> of cheese. I thought you it had the they... same base as Tourette's, and Tourette's is rapid facial movements. Interesting. So I thought there would maybe be a connection. Tourette's is T-O-U, is that right? Tourophobia is T-U-R-O. So. Okay, well, granted, you you didn't spell it for me. I didn't. Neither of you asked me to. Um, you know where they have Don't good cheese? Other places I haven't been to. So I'm going to give that point to Alex. Let's go. <laughs> Man, Matt, I had real reasoning and everything. <laughs> you did. But I it did was last not time close. too. And for some reason, you got the point. You did not have real reasoning. <laughs> dogs hate bass. Shut up. <laughs> okay, what do you Kim, know about dogs? It's going to you first this time. Not much. <laughs> Other than I am a dog. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> Cam, how would Pennywise? <laughs> We're never gonna get through this game. <laughs> I hope everyone listening can feel me trying to like push to the next question and just getting brick walled by nonsense. Oh no! <laughs> are we recording this? Are we doing a video recording? I don't think we are. Oh no! Because that would be such a good. But on audio, it's going to be nothing. It's going to be absolutely nothing on this audio-only episode. I've never been so disappointed. Oh, We've got no. so many good clips on this one. Alex, no, we don't. Nope. <laughs> we got no clips. Cam, let's hope you can console yourself by getting the, the uh, third point of this game. Cam, how would Pennywise appear to me if I had Plutophobia. Plutophobia. Dwarves. No, that was my answer. <laughs> How was that your answer? Pluto's a dwarf, dwarf planet. planet. Pluto. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Alex, what? <laughs> wow. I can't believe you both got to dwarves from that. I'll take something else. Um, yeah, Alex, what do you want to do? Plutophobia. Plutophobia. How would Pennywise show up to me? Honestly. I haven't even been close on any of these, so I'm just going to say trains. <laughs> trains or dwarves? Which one of those is closer, you ask, to the fear of money? Huh. <laughs> Plutophobia, the fear of dwarves money. Dwarves are historically greedy. Are, are they? they? <laughs> Have you seen the Hobbit movies? The whole thing is them trying to go get their gold. Well, yeah, that's that's theirs, though. The dragons are the greedy ones. <laughs> Cam said a stupid. Can I have the point? No, <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think it was a stupid. Uh, here's the thing. Here's here's the thing is trains are so fancy. And once upon a time, like the richest thing you could do was ride a train across ride the country. On a train! So I'm going to give that point to Alex. Now it's it's when Alex that, is up, when, up two to up, one. Hold up, hold up. Okay, can I already I, typed it onto my document, so you can but argue, can it, but I did already put it there. If it takes a lot of money to ride a train, then they wouldn't be scared of it. It wouldn't be their fear. They're trying to get rid of it by going on an expensive train. They're afraid of it. 
Absolutely not. The dwarves wanted to get back to their money, so listen, you were wrong. we're both wrong. I just think <laughs> you're he's both more so wrong. far away that I just have to come up with some kind of nonsense. Alex, let's let's have somebody get closer this time. <laughs> okay. How would Pennywise appear to me if I had genophobia? <laughs> <laughs> He'd be a worship pastor. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it! That was mine! Oh, that's really good. (laughs) I was gonna make a Gene Calhoun joke! Really funny. (sighs) And I know, because we both... Gene Simmons, Gene Simmons, Gene Simmons. We both went with a different type of Gene and both arrived at worship pastor. Uh, I'm really upset about it. Cam, do you want to make a secondary guess about genophobia? Twins. Twins. <laughs> they share the same genes. Wor- no, terrifying. I get it. Uh, worship pastor yeah. or twins? Which one is closer to genophobia? The fear of knees. You know, that, that age-old fear of the joints that everybody has right in the middle of both legs. And because people have them in both legs, I'm going to give that point to Cam because there's two knees on most people and there's two twins anytime there's twins. I was going to make a Siamese twin point joke, and um, (laughs) thankfully I didn't have to. We can keep the conjoined twins out of the conversation, because instead I gave it to you anyway. What's Uh, the score? That makes this Cam's go for question number five. Question number five, Cam, how does Pennywise show up to me if I have lutrophobia? Lutrophobia. Say it again. Lutrophobia. Uh, Can you spell it for me? I can. Nobody's asked, but I don't see why not. L-U-T-R-A-P-H-O-B-I-A. Lutrophobia. Scared of picking things up off the ground in Call of Duty. Oh, yes. Wow. Really good one. <laughs> Alex, Sidebar, what do you think? Zombie, zombie Royale is fantastic. Keep We've got to get in on that sometime. Alex? Yes, we do. Lutrophobia. What do you think? Since it's just missing one letter, I'm going to say flutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> flutes. Uh, lutrophobia, in truth, um, this is one that I actually think Pennywise could show up to you as because lutrophobia is the fear of otters. Um, I wouldn't have guessed huh. there was just a word for it, but apparently enough Look, people I, are afraid of otters that there's a word for it. They're most if I looked an otter dead a- in the eyes, I'd probably be a little scared. Well, um... I I think I'm going to give that point to Alex because otters are kind of long and spindly and so are They're way more likely to be on the ground than they are to play the flute. But they're kind of shaped like a flute and I've we've played Call of Duty. I've never once picked up an otter out of those loot boxes and you know that's all I do in that game. <laughs> that is your loss, not mine. <laughs> no, that's the game's loss for not putting in an otter mechanic. There should be a random otter generator in Call of Duty. I said what I said. Okay, Alex, we're going back to you first this time. How does Pennywise appear to you if you have cacophobia? Oh. Confidence. I'm trying to think of something. Who has a historically awful laugh? Ah, I see where you're going with this. Um, who does have a historically awful laugh? Fran Drescher. I'm not sure, I understand. Sure, them. 
My watch yelled at me. <laughs> I about to say, Cam, are you trying to Siri this? <laughs> I was thinking of a homegirl from Friends, but I can't think of her name. Oh, um, also very, very scared of there. evil cackles. He would be an evil scientist evil cackles, cackle. Afraid of intense <laughs> laughter. Cam, it, what do you think? It doesn't feel... Cacophobia. It's only like a letter off from cactophobia, so I'm going to go succulents. <laughs> <laughs> succulents oh i wish i had that one in this quiz so bad the fear of succulents um no actually that that it's not this one it's not this one cacophobia is the fear of ugliness if you're just afraid of ugliness you got cacophobia and my wife don't have cactophobia i'll tell you that much (laughs) (laughs) succulents are are pretty nice and alex talked about ugly cackles so i'm gonna give that point to alex i am killing you right now it is currently a score of four to two. Uh, I was gonna say, you're not question, killing me. You're up two. Last question is up worth two, two points, is a though. lot. So, like, it's anybody's game. Cam, you get to answer this one first. You always do this, and then Cam wins one more, and I always lose. Alex, well, Cam, he gave you a whole win on a game where you did not score a single point. Shut up. <laughs> Cam, this I'm afraid of Alex's bullcrap. Anyway, go ahead. This is for, this is for the tie, okay? So, I'm not. anybody's game. Cam, if I had arachibutyrophobia, <laughs> how would Pennywise appear to me? Say, Say it again. again. Arachibutyrophobia. Antique stores. He would appear to me as an antique store. Alex, how do you think Pennywise would appear to me if I had arachibutyrophobia? As a spider inside of an antique store. <laughs> I'm going to give that point to Alex. Because <laughs> arachibutyrophobia is the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. And I've decided that because peanut butter would be inside your mouth, the spider inside an, uh, an antique store is closer than just antique store itself. So Mine involves score, insides. By yes. a score of six to two, Alex, you've won Unscary Pennywise. Oh, yeah, so this is I'm actually really scary, and you should not call the game down because I'm super scary. I fully lost the Pennywise voice in the middle of that game. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, okay. Bye, I think it was good. Bye. Can you smell the popcorn, Georgie? There he is. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Pennywise. Okay. Please don't come back. He's gone. Man, I I don't know how I won, but I'm gonna take it. You act, I, don't know I mean, neither of you were close on a single question, so... Well, it, none of them made any sense. I mean, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do if I you, think, like, know how Latin works, but I don't. I just thought these were well, funny Well, I did try that strategy, and I got to rapid movement, and you got to cheese. So I'm not sure that's necessary. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. I, that's why I just went full-blown trains in the middle, because I... It was once once you said cheese, I knew I wasn't even getting close. <laughs> I think I think the listeners are the winner. Yeah, I think the audience is the true the true victor of this game. I think the true winner are the friends we made along the way. That's right. The real fears are the friends we made along the way. Like Pennywise, <laughs> who apparently is now crashing on my couch. <laughs> oh man. I think we did a good job. I think we did an okay job. I think it was swell. I think it was I think it was that a, is a highly biased was... statement. Good. Okay, swell. All right. <laughs> We did a job. It wasn't our best, but I think we did okay. 
I like that we've started wrapping up every episode with Alex going, hey, we did good. We're good at this. <laughs> like we just at the end, we need to remind people like eh, that wasn't completely pointless. <laughs> but actually, I do want to spend just a quick time and, and brainstorm. OK. Uh, what is the scariest non-scary movie that we can do for spooky season? <laughs> the scariest non-scary movie. Um. Do you you guys know Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Because <laughs> <laughs> Large Marge uh, has like lived rent free in my brain since the first time I saw that movie. Have you guys ever watched one of the Ernest movies? <laughs> no. We could do one of the Ernest movies. Uh, are we considering Halloween Town a scary movie? Because I'm terrified of that movie. Halloween Town is scary, so uh, I don't know what you're talking about. If it's a non-scary movie. What about I do have a, um, either oh, one gosh. of the uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movies? You could either do the first one where you get that intense like river <gasps> boat scene, or you could do the second one where Johnny Depp is weird. I have a Halloween costume idea. Oh, what? What is it? You go as you wear like a like a Chocolate Factory like like suit somehow like a like a little hustling, and you go as Charlie Emilio. You're Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. You you wear a chocolate factory suit was the beginning of that. And the second was, I don't know, dress like a teenage girl who's famous on TikTok. Not (laughs) just a little famous, very famous. She's like the most rich. Charlie, this is my first thought was Charlie (laughs) D'Amelio. That feels like a costume where you're going to spend the whole night going, guess what I am? And nobody's going to get it. (laughs) Speaking speaking of that, before we move on, I, I do... Also want to brainstorm. We've it, look, we're young, but we got to stay with the times. Okay. We need to be relevant if we want the podcast to do anything. So therefore we've got to get a TikToker on here. And I we want us do. to just figure out who do we reach out to? Which TikToker TikTok famous? What are we, what are we deeming as TikTok famous? Well, that's not fun. That's not fun enough. If they're TikTok famous. If it's like a friend of ours, I want to do. We want somebody with like two followers. What do you mean it's not fun? You want to? You mean you want to shoot for somebody that we don't already know? That I want a stranger on on the podcast. Do you think Youth Pastor Ryan is actually a youth pastor, or is he just like a nice guy? He's probably just a nice guy. Actually, do you think your friend does your friend have other TikTok famous friends? Where if we had her on, we could be like, hey, we had her on. (laughs) Does she live in a hype house? (laughs) Yes. Okay, so let's have her on, and then from there. We could try and get the, uh, what's a, what's a, oh gosh, what's a word that rhymes with hype that could be Jesus, and we could make the whatever it is house. <laughs> um, rhymes with hype and is about Jesus. You picked the word hype for us to, uh, hype. uh, ripe. Like, like the fruits of the spirit. Nailed it. We're the ripe house. Yes, we're the ripe house. <laughs> Oh no! I I take back the one I was about to say. Dibs on joy. I take it out of. The, I take it out of the advice. Wait, hold on. <laughs> grapes is a fruit of the spirit. Grapes is a fruit of the loom. I want to be kindness. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and on that note, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna close this one up. Uh, thank Let's you guys for listening. You are beautiful. Um, you two beautiful boys are beautiful. Um, everyone is beautiful. Can't wait till we have several TikTokers on our app. Um, peace out. <laughs> on our app? <laughs> yes, we've created the Plainsight app. 
Uh, <laughs> go to the App Store, look up Plain Sight. I'm sure there's one, and we could just pretend like we made it unless it is awful. Then Perfect. disregard everything I've said. Girl Scout. <laughs> Watch my hands, Georgie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.